Hey guys, and welcome to Smart Woman Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Dessen. And I'm Juliet. And today we'll be reviewing Gothicana by Runix. But before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group, The Swoon Zone, and follow my YouTube channel, Jessen Reads Romance. If you like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free enamel pins, stickers, books, and bookmarks. Special shout out to our patrons. We love and appreciate you. <laughs> All righty, guys. We are excited to talk about Gothicana. But before we do that, <laughs> I just wanted to run this picture that I saw. I was scrolling through Instagram when I was trying to, you know, take a break from studying. Ugh. And I saw this picture that Book Riot had posted about types of readers. And I thought it was really funny. <laughs> and I wanted Julie to categorize herself and i'm gonna i'm gonna categorize myself as well according to it so i'm gonna read the options and then i'm gonna tell you which type of reader i am and juliet's also gonna tell you what type of reader she is so they have the snuggler which is all the blankets are bust (laughs) they have the juggler which is never reads just one book at a time there is the statue who can sit in the same spot for hours There's the shifter who can read in any position and weird positions included. The whisperer who mouths the words as they read. The (laughs) sipper who always has a book and drink. The hoarder who shelves upon shelves of books are in their possession. (laughs) The prepared always has a book in their bag. Mm, And the undead stays up all night reading. So I thought it would be fun to categorize yourself according to this. And it doesn't just have oh, yeah. to be one. It yeah, can be I have three. Ones. I know three? one of them is yours for okay, sure. Which one, which one is mine? You're 100% the prepared. Absolutely. I am the prepared. Oh, yeah. I always have my Kindle in my purse. Always, always. Even if I know that day, I have no chance of reading that day. My <laughs> Kindle is still coming with me. She yeah. is still in my bag. So, I, know. I yeah. remember I was somewhere and I was like – damn it, I don't have my book. And you're like, you're like, why don't you have your Kindle with you? Like, I'm like, ju- what, what do like, you mean? You don't, don't you take your, your Kindle, Kindle everywhere with you? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, are you I'll serious? just read on my phone if I have to. Oh, I can't stand reading on my phone. No. That's a last resort type of thing. That's like, that's like, oh crap, I left it on the charger and accidentally forgot to put it in my purse. Like, okay, so what else are you? You're the prepared? What so else? I'm the prepared. I'm also the statue. I can sit in the same spot and read for hours. Like That's so funny. I, I don't have to like get up and move. move and shift positions. Like I can be like, read. And I'm like, oh, two hours have passed. Like, <laughs> I've literally been frozen. <laughs> I have been frozen. It's true. I've seen you read. Like um, like when we were on uh, our trip to a polycon, like you'll just lay in that like in that position in bed and not move. Yeah. For sure. Like, absolutely. And I'm also the sipper. I usually have some sort of drink. And it may just be water, but, like, I don't know. I always have, like, some sort of drink. It's coffee or water. For sure. Yeah. funny. I think maybe I'm the snuggler, too, because I – well, that's just because, first of all, it's hot in Louisiana. But we keep our house cold. So my (laughs) house is very air-conditioned, and I need blankets sometimes. So maybe I'm the snuggler, too. So the sashu, the snuggler, and the prepared, I think, is me. Those are are good. What what are you? I'm definitely the snuggler. Mm -hmm. I love blankets um, and pillows. I'm always propping myself up um, wherever, if I'm on the couch or even in bed. I'm definitely the juggler, too. I like more than one book. I will stop a book and then start another one. I can't. Well, I, I can, but unless 
I am the undead, which is where I can't <laughs> stop. And I will literally read till three in the morning knowing I have to get up at 530, which is really bad. I used to be the undead. Like, I was even the person who would stay up for a midnight release. And I know you were. I, I know you were. I remember, like, certain books that Juliet and I were both excited about. And she would – Juliet's going like, up to bed at a reasonable <laughs> hour. I would either stay up till midnight or I would go to sleep and set an alarm at midnight so that I could download on my Kindle and be like, read it before I go to school. Yeah. And, and then, then she'd I'd be, be like, like <sighs> giving me updates. I'd be like, oh, my God. Tell me when you get to 20% tomorrow. Like, I want to talk about the seat. (laughs) Are you crazy? (laughs) I was a little crazy. That's so funny. I can be the undead for sure. But the book has to be really good. Sometimes I'm accidentally the undead. Mm -hmm. I don't want to stay up. But then sometimes I'm like, Wow, this is a mistake starting this it's, book right while I'm falling asleep. I'm like, because it's so it's hilarious. I can't it put it down. Call the undead because Kevin has called me a vampire on a number of occasions. <laughs> he said he'll either walk in the room late at night or like roll over, and it's just like my Kindle light shining on my face, like a like a spooky vampire. I'm reading. I'm reading. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, so oh, speaking yeah. of spooky. Speaking of spooky. Let's talk about these characters, Jess. So Gothicana by Runix. I saw tons of people reading this last year and um Yeah, me too. The majority of my friends I think read it last year actually. Um probably for the Paranormal Romance Readathon. So when it came back up as a suggestion for us, we were very interested in reading it during spooky season, which is why it's on the podcast. <laughs> and it starts off very interestingly. We have like the prologue and it introduces basically well, it introduces our, our hero character first, and then we get introduced to Corvina. So first mm-hmm. we have Vad. V-A-D. Not Vlad. Yeah. Vlad. Okay. Yeah. Devil. And it starts off with that prologue when he is in a boy's home. And it's like there's this um this old caretaker woman. She's like too old to um to clean around the boy's home or whatever. Yeah. But she's blind and she knows things. So she like prophesies yeah, about like a boy. Yeah, witch and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. She has this witchy rep- reputation. And on Vad's seventh birthday, he says that he's going to go to a castle where none go, and he will find many things, including purple eyes. Also, that it's a matter of many deaths. So, like, very, very, like, <laughs> oh, what's going to happen? And, like, the boys are all teasing him about, like, purple eyes or whatever. Like, nobody so, has purple eyes. Yeah, like, purple eyes. Who the hell has purple eyes? <laughs> so, that's how we meet Vad. And then later on, we discover that Vad is actually, um, he's becoming i think he's in a doctorate he's in the doctorate program he's, and he's a teacher at right. the, at this uh university right it's, it's a university it's college um we don't I, did it say where it was actually set because i was very no. at first i was like is this in europe somewhere but then i was like no i don't think it is um so i, I don't think, think we ever just i don't think we mountains? ever find out where <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's not specific and i just wanted to know about yeah. that. juliet picked up on that no i did um, not and then we're introduced to Corvina Clem, who also has kind of like a a witchy, witchy little connection because when we are introduced to her when she is 10 years old, she talks about how the local people call her mom a witch, like yeah. whisper about her mom being I actually a witch. thought that was the same one who gave Vad that like – 
whatever at first. I was confused because I thought but, it was like the, the timeline of the situation. Right, yeah. Right. And I was like, oh, okay, wait, it's not the same person. Yeah, no, because this is her mom and like the caretaker was like a way, way, way older old woman. Yeah. And that's older than Corvina. So that wouldn't work out. But so they were whispering and um, it's also because like Corvina has been very kind of sheltered. Her mom hears voices. Okay. Yeah. And they she kind of live in the woods. They live in the woods. She reads tarot cards, you know, and she homeschools Corvina and she basically has instructed Corvina to not talk to other people because they might take her away from her mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. And so she's been very sheltered. And so we have this and it's just very, very, very interesting. Um, a, a very interesting character introduction because then we have a time jump to when Corvina is 21 and she's been accepted to this university. Okay. So this is our setup for our characters. This is a student teacher romance, but. Like I said, Corvina is 21 and Vad is 28. So it's like, it's not a huge age gap. Mm-hmm. And since she's so much older, it feels a little bit less taboo. It's just kind of like, hey, it's frowned upon for teachers and students right. to get together at college. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's our setup. And um, we're going to get into the spoiler section yeah. now. Yeah. So, so if you've not read Gothicana, you need to read it and come back and chat with us because we have lots to say. <laughs> Okay, we are in the spoiler section, guys, and... We want to preface this. Yes. <laughs> before we, like, get into the nitty-gritty of, like, right. the plot and the details and stuff like that. So, um, normally, when we pick books for the podcast, it's a book that either Juliet and I have read before. Right. And I mean read before, like, we read it before we put it on the podcast. Right, and recommended it, and then we reread mm-hmm. for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we have, and yeah. if you've been with us for a while, we only include books on the podcast that we would recommend to other people. Right. Books that we have rated personally high. In, right, very high. They're yeah. four or five stars. That's, yes. That's what the podcast books are. Yes. One I would hand to my friend and yes, say, read this. exactly, and be like, hey, I want you to read this so we can talk about it. That's, that's what <laughs> our podcast is about. Now, for 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 <laughs> the past couple of weeks, both Juliet and I have been really bogged down <laughs> with um, life. And I'm in mm-hmm. school. Juliet is back at her job. And that leaves us little time to read. We are very interested in reading Gothicana. We put it on the podcast before reading it, which was a mistake. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say, this is not a book that we found to be flawless. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely some... There's some interesting points, yeah. some good points we're going to definitely talk about. Um, because I did read 20% of the book before. I was just kind of <clears> like, hey, it sounds interesting. I think we could put yeah, it on the podcast. Yeah, and it's intriguing. It, it was did very intrigue intriguing. me, obviously. Yeah, same. Yeah. The problem is it didn't pan out the way that I wish it would have. And yeah. my rating wasn't high like I wish it would have been. Right, same. But we're not going to take it off. We're just going to talk about it because it's spooky season. But, I mean, we're upfront about it. We're going to be upfront about what worked and did not work And also, you know, look, these, like we've always said, these are our opinions, you know, Mm -hmm. books that we've absolutely adored. Some other people are like, why do you like that? And Mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it. Why do you like this book? It's trash. Like, I know. I know that there is a difference of opinion. Right. And so, and that's just it. This, these are our opinions, but these are, we're, we definitely want to be honest with our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk about the book. Let's talk about okay. Corbina. Yeah. So it is a, it is college. an interesting and compelling, interesting, the prologue. And so when we move to chapter one, she is, um, on her way, literally being taken up the mountain on this, in this like cab ride or whatever to her mm-hmm. new school. Now she was given a full paid scholarship. 
um, that was dropped in her lap by someone we don't know who or how they found and she her. Gets her letter. It's a handwritten letter. It's a handwritten like, letter. Very, very, because this is a modern day yeah. romance. This I was getting like day. Harry Potter vibes. Yes, exactly. I wanted to <laughs> say that. You know, like you got your letter in the mail. Like you've been accepted to Hogwarts. And basically, but... this place looks like Hogwarts. Yeah, it's it's the University of Varenmore. Okay, mm-hmm. and um, like Juliet said, she's in the cab on the way to the university. It's the top of mountain. Right. And it's on top of a mountain. It's very secluded. There's a um village that it's at the base of the mountain that's sort of like the people there will serve, uh, you know, as like, you know, bringing food to the um people at the school and mm-hmm. those kinds of things, mm-hmm. uh, cleaning, maid services, all that kind of stuff. But it, other than that, they're very secluded from the outside world. Yeah. And like even the villagers <clears throat> don't go up there unless yes. they're doing like they they've been hired to do something up oh, there. Yeah. And the yeah. cab the cab rider immediately is like, "Ooh, there's strange things going up on, you know, up on the mountain, yeah. you know, or whatever." We're like, "Okay." Yeah, like interesting. we don't really go up there because some some strange goings on is something's happening. Something's happening up there, you know. Yeah. And so um, she arrives it's and It's also like mysterious like Juliet said like she doesn't know. She was referred to the university. Yeah. And she's like, who, like, who knows referred me? me? Yeah, because her mom is gone. Yeah. You know? She, at, at the beginning, she's talking about how her mom is gone. Now, later on, we do find out that <laughs> mentally she's, her mother's gone. Yeah, she's not physically. Dead. Physically, she's at a... Um, you kind of assume she's an dead institute. At yes, yes. She's actually at an institute. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, she is not mentally present yeah so i mean it feels and i think well i think that's part of like the kind of like the trickery like you know is there paranormal is there not yeah so let's talk about that let's talk about it in general terms so the taxi cab driver is saying that there's weird things happening you Mm -hmm. know it's spooky up there they also don't really have electricity people are going missing and Mm -hmm. some people go mad okay yeah so in the beginning when we're introduced to corvina and then we have this old woman who is basically like predicting the future for little yeah. boys and it's like is there paranormal elements in this book yes is this a paranormal is this a paranormal <laughs> is there real witches for sure like is there real witches in here not just like practicing wicca as a religion right is there people with magical abilities i should say right um are there supernatural. like <laughs> supernatural beings like vampires or any other type of supernatural being like is that included in this book? And I think that that was very largely an appeal for for the way that it was set up. Right. Because it's not you're clear. questioning a lot. Yes. And I want to find out like and whenever definitely I pick this up. The setting like promotes it big time because it's definitely gothic. Okay. Gothic. <laughs> the dormitories are in like these towers, this old building, like the faculty and the administrative building. Like they look like very old and ancient. You know, these these um grounds have been here for like hundreds of years right. type of thing. Right. The woods are very like dark and thick and just like you know they give off that forbidden forest vibe you know me too that's why i'm like this has to be europe because it's like hundreds of years there's no like towns in mountains in america north america where there are places that have been you know what i mean all i think it was like the french alps the french you know like places that actually have had civilizations that old yeah, but, but they they're very they american sounding yes, i'm about to say there's no European I think words maybe we're just phrases. in a fantasy world, guys. I think we're just in a fantasy place. This is just like <laughs> this is somewhere on the earth. And yes. we just it's it's not a real they're place. Definitely but. like American children. They have all the same, you know, lingo and language and whatever. But it's like you said, like there really is no place in North America that this would fit 
Yeah. I don't think. Like these, a uh, place with like ruins, you know? Yeah, like Montana. There's nope, these ruins. There's just bears up in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> that won't work. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just very, very interesting because spooky vibes. That's what I'm looking for yeah. during this season. I right, gravitate too. more towards paranormal things Same. during this season. <laughs> I want to be, you know, creeped out just a little bit, but yeah. also, like, I find, and I mean, like, if you're not a paranormal romance reader, you're probably gonna be like, what weirdo? But, but also, like, you're a weirdo for yeah, not reading paranormal romance. Absolutely. come on. <laughs> <laughs> but I just find that, you know, um, the injection of, like, the paranormal, it makes it, like, even, like, it can make a book, like, even sexier. Just yeah. Having that, like, you know, mystery element. Like, it feels like, I don't you know. You and I, we love mystery and mystical yes. elements together. Yes. Specifically. And especially when we have, like, a quote-unquote normal person. Yes. Who maybe is being injected into that world. And so that's that and was like, the appeal. what's happening. When we picked up this yeah. book is, like, is Corvina a normal person who is now going to enter right. this world where she has to figure out that there's something strange going on and we, it's supernatural. Look, I remember the, – so the first chapter, so she meets her roommate, Jade, mm-hmm. uh, who becomes, like, basically her, you know, best friend, partner in crime. <laughs> Can we also just talk about their their vibes? Like, their, their, uh, yeah, their so look. Jade, so Corvina is, like – Long black hair. Yes, she has purple a nose eyes. Ring, purple eyes. Um, <laughs> wh- who could that be? Um, yeah, she wears like long maxi skirts. And, yeah, like, like she's really got like tops. pierced nose. Mm-hmm. She wears brown lipstick, which kind of confused me. I've never seen brown lipstick. That's very nineties. So yeah, she's kind of a little. I, I thought very nineties. Like <laughs> she's very, a little like, goth girl. Goth girl. Yeah, you know, like and that. Jade is. Um, Jade's personality is very outspoken. She's very bubbly. She's super talkative. Um, which kind of matches, they kind of go complement each other because Corvina is super, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about like now. Brown, yeah, yeah, like I see what you're saying. But I wouldn't, I didn't imagine that at all. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm imagining legit brown, the no. color brown. No. And I'm like, why is she wearing brown this thing? <laughs> no, okay, but so, so Corvina, a little goth girl, and Jade is like, yeah, white blonde hair, pixie like, and stuff like that. Like everyone <laughs> has talk- these like gothic, talkative. gothic vibes to them. Yeah, everyone does. Everybody, <laughs> everybody does, including our hero. <laughs> including our, wait, can we describe him? Let's okay, talk about so, Mr. Devril. Mr. That. Devril. Okay, so she hears from Jade about Mr. Devril. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Jade is apparently she uh, had a roommate previously. Um, Alyssa. Her name was Alyssa. And apparently Alyssa and Deverell had a secret affair. And also Alyssa um, killed herself. Yeah. So there's also some like creepiness going around that Alyssa killed herself. Like anytime somebody brings up Alyssa, Jay doesn't want to talk about it because obviously that was her roommate. Right. And she doesn't want to think about that. Um, And apparently Jade was supposed to have been like left but then came back. Like they thought she, like, she was ran not away. coming. She ran away. She ran away. She ran That's away. what happened. Right. After Alyssa but died. But they like brought her back, which like also begged the question like, it's one year in the university. Can you not leave? Bum, bum, bum. Is <laughs> it a prison? Is this a prison? <laughs> and you are calling it a college. <laughs> so there there was that element to it. Okay. Right. So let's talk about Vad. And by the way, so he wears black. She, uh, oh, black. Only black. Only black, black. shirts. Black pants. Um, so on the first night that that Corvina is there, they're in their dormitories. Jade's her roommate, and she can't sleep, and she hears this music. So she's like, man, why is nobody else waking up? Like, I hear this music. <laughs> okay. So she decides to follow the music. And I think also her choice of nightgown is, like, 
like very like historical. Yeah, like, I think she's wearing like gown, like a long white. I'm thinking gown. like Little House on the Prairie. Yeah. nightgown like historical looking white nightgown, like nightgown. That. exactly also she oh we should mention that she hears this voice she calls mo oh mo yeah she mo talks, to, talks so, to her so the so, ghosts are talking to her or something we don't mm-hmm. know we don't know what's happening there she also saw like a flickering in the corner of her room so it's like yes we don't know if maybe Corvina, lots of like she has like witchy vibes like we don't know right okay she follows the music upstairs and she peeks through this open door and a man sitting at a piano that just so happens to be in, like, this room of, I don't know, junk, like, in the top of the tower. And he is just is lost a, himself playing the piano. There's okay? a piano forte in the corner. And, of course, the music speaks to her soul and all that. And she makes, like, a sound. And he, like, whips around, turns around, and she hides or whatever. And he basically just kind of like, whoever's out there, like, you better get the fuck out. Um, even though he's in the girls' dormitory, yeah, even in the girls' dormitory, like, sir, hiding out. <laughs> Who has more right to be here? Um, <laughs> at late at night, in the middle of the night. So, okay, yeah, you're <laughs> creeping around the girls' dormitory. So she, so she winds down the stairs because she's like, oh shit, I'm caught. So she goes down the stairs, but, but the she end, she looks back and he's up there watching her, and she realizes this is the famous bad devil bum, bum, because bum. he has a very, very distinctive. Um, streak of silver streak in his of hair. Streak of silver in his hair. And he also has silver eyes because she always talks about silver, silver eyes. Silver eyes and devil. What do they call him? Devil. The devil. Devil or something. They, they do call like him like the devil. I don't think I wrote it down. So <laughs> now that she has caught his eye, mm-hmm. of course, we're on the lookout for their next meeting. Right. You know? So whenever she actually gets to his class, he's teaching, like, uh, language and literature. Literature, yeah. And um, he basically asks everybody to introduce themselves, but but he stares at her the whole time. Like, he people, not, are, people are saying their names. This was funny to me. He nods to everybody, but he's only staring at her. So when he gets to Corvina, she introduces herself as Corvina Clem. Yeah. And... He immediately, he says nothing about anybody else's name, but he's like, he's like, ooh, cool name. Well, no, somebody else says Jax. cool name. Jax says, So Jax ooh. is kind of flirting with her. And also, he also calls her purple. Hey, purple. Because her eyes are purple. And then so Vad, like, calls him out. It's like, what do you want to call you? Brown? You know, because your eyes are brown. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> offended on her behalf. Right. But um, when somebody asks her, like, oh, what does it mean? Like, it sounds like that would, that name has a meaning. Mm-hmm. And Deverell tries to be smart and, like, answers. And he's like, it means little crow. And Corbina's yeah. like, actually, it means raven. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're totally different birds. but They are. <laughs> anyway, but little crow ends up by being his term of endearment for her. Like, yeah. he always calls her a little crow. Yeah. Even though he knows her name means little raven, it's fine. Um, And she also kind of, like, has this, like, affinity for crows a little bit because – so I always found this fascinating. Um, when, Corvi- when Corvina gets on campus – the other students, the fellow students who have actually, like, been there for a couple years, because she's one of the older students. She should right. basically be, like, a senior, but she yeah, hasn't Yeah, she's 21, college. and they're yeah. all, like, 19. 19, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I just find it interesting because they waste no time with starting to tell her, you know, strange things have been happening. Not only did Alyssa commit suicide and she wasn't really suicidal, she jumped from the tower, the girl's tower. Right. But also there have been known to be disappearances in the past. Like people have disappeared from this campus. And there's also this thing called the black ball that happens every five years. And someone always disappears someone at always the black ball. There. So I just find it very interesting because everybody's like, don't go in the woods. It's very yeah. creepy in there. But she and goes to the woods. 
woods. When she can't sleep, one yeah. of the first things that she thinks of is, let me go walk alone in the woods at night. And I'm just like, if I were her, <laughs> I would not want to go in the woods alone. Where people disappear. Where people disappear. But Corvina has apparently balls of steel. Yeah. And she goes in there and she's she discovers a lake. And I also found it interesting that, you know, other people, and it kind of like reminds me <clears throat> of The Village, which a little thing to know about me. Have you ever mm. seen The Village? I love The Village. Oh, the Village, too. Oh, my but, God. But, I can't believe you love it because some people don't. Okay. Well, the thing about The Village was I remember when it was being marketed and I was like fucking scary movie absolutely not I was like yeah. no I don't like scary movies See, I thought so it was like, being marketed as paranormal it. well it did it yeah. was kind of marketed as yeah. paranormal but also scary like scary yes. paranormal and yes. I was like and also I was younger yeah. so um, <laughs> I didn't want to watch it but then one day it was playing and I, I don't know why I was just kind of like buck up you, you, you gotta be brave and watch this. And then I was like, oh my God, it's so romantic. It is. So romantic. And it just reminded me of, you know, everybody was afraid to go in the woods, but Mm -hmm. at night, you know, the boys would go up and they would see who could turn their back on the woods for the longest. Right. There was like a test of manhood or something. Yes. And so that's what this reminded me of. Like other people, we found out later on that Jack's the one who you know, like is kind of like, hey, let's go into the woods. Right. Is he he had previously before he found out that Corvina went in the woods. And, like, if a girl can go in the woods and walk out and be fine, yeah. it kind of is just like, oh, damn, I better, like, buck up and be <laughs> like, okay, it's not so scary. But in the past, boys have, like, kind of, like, towed the line, walked into the woods a little ways, and then ran back out. You know, right. nobody's really gone in it. But Corvina goes in it, and she discovers that there's this lake there and a beautiful right. bridge that goes over the lake. But it's very creepy. There's, like, you <clears> know, <throat> fog, and also the lake looks, like, inky black, you know? Mm-hmm. And Vad likes to go in the woods, too, though, because yeah. the first time he goes, she's actually talking to some crows that come, and she f- feeds them a little bit. But see, this also kind of goes back to when she was a child, like they lived so isolated with her and her mother that she often talked to the crows. So it was kind of just a thing. And so like me reading this right now, I'm like, are crows her familiar? Yeah, I know. Me too. Like, (laughs) is that her creature? Are there uh, shaped shifters in here and someone's a crow? Like I, I was like ready for the paranormal. Right, right. Exactly. looking for it. Okay. I was like, those are her friends. Of course she's talking to them. (laughs) And they're talking back. Yes. I'm like, they're her guardians. We just can't hear them, but they're talking back to her. So this is me definitely reading into it. But also I really do feel like it was the author's intention for you to be deliberately confused about whether or not. Yeah. And I, Paranormal. That's the thing we had talked about. And that that is kind of interesting. It's like, is it paranormal? Is it not? You know? Mm. Um, Just like After Midnight. Was yeah. it paranormal? Was it not? Was there vampires in there? Or was it not? You know? Yeah. Like we said, we have a little warning from Deverell. Basically, he warns her to stay out of the woods. Yeah. Very mysterious. And he also just kind of like... You shouldn't be alone with me. Type of thing. <laughs> I'm, you dangerous. Know? I, I'm, I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous. So... <laughs> You know, warns her off, but yeah. like any red-blooded girl with Hello. a really hot teacher, yeah. are we going to listen to that warning? Right. No. Right. I wouldn't. So we have these moments where she's like, you know, in class, he's always watching her. Anytime they're in the hallway, he's always watching her. And um, she decides to go to the library for something. I can't even remember. And like somebody says something to her about the Slayers, gives her a message. She, she's um she's looking for a book, and you know how it reminds me again. Like I'm picturing it like a thriller. Yeah, she's like taking a book off the shelf, and, and somebody's a pair eyes, of eyes right on the other yeah. side. I'm like, oh. I know, like, <laughs> like me too. Oh my god. Creeper. 
Reaper. Following me. I don't think we ever find out who that person is that actually t- says the Slayers are here. The Slayers are here who and then vanishes. was that person? <laughs> we don't know. I need to know. <laughs> now. I don't know. But I'm thinking about so it. So there was some random person sending her messages in the library. For some reason, they're giving them to her. We don't know why. Um... Wow, I didn't think about that. <laughs> but yeah, why her? Okay, anyway. why is she receiving the messages? And then, um, and then she Vaj drops her shows book. up. Yeah, she drops her book, and then Vaj shows up, and so he nudges her into the corner, and they have this their first, I guess, like sexy scene where he fingers her. But then now this is this is one of the 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 instances where I started to feel like, oh no, yeah, because same. This is definitely personal preference for me but i would have preferred that their relationship develop um a little bit more emotionally before we got right. to the physical things because we know that they're both very attractive people couldn't we have gotten like maybe a kiss or near kiss and that was it there like it, it goes straight to the finger banging and the, and lots of like dirty talking you need and it's to after you know he warned her away from him and, and then, then he, he warns her again her at this out. point yeah so this is one of the aspects of the books that personally for both of us did not work. We wish that it was less physical in nature, less um, – like Deverell is a very dominant figure and he yeah. loves dirty talking. And I think that dirty talking can be absolutely phenomenal in books yeah. and it could be such like a turn on. But – I also like my characters to earn their dirty talking. Yes. You know, I really do. There has to be an intimacy there first. Yes. And I wanted that intimacy between them. And so I'm just going to be blunt. I never felt the intimacy. I was Mm -hmm. never, I never felt the chemistry between these two. I thought the romantic interest was uninteresting for me personally. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was very lust driven from the beginning. Yeah. And it started with the scene. Yeah, and it, it was continued to be it, it continued to be that about yeah. the um, almost getting caught every single right. time that they were though together. later it tries to jump to some emotional tie, but it's like why are y'all emotionally tied? There's nothing, there's nothing built between them. You like, know, I don't okay. get and it. I hate and I and I don't I don't like I don't like especially on a, on the podcast because we're so used to talking about what authors do that we really loved. Um, and it's not like I'm trying to correct the author or anything, but I wish, I wish instead of warning her to just stay away from him, mm-hmm. when they meet in the woods, they could have real conversations, mm-hmm. you know? And they're all just very cryptic and non-convos, really. Yes. You yes. know? There's not like really like you're talking to crows now. But I wish that maybe every time that Corvina couldn't sleep and wandered into the woods and he's also in the woods as well because there's a piano um next to these ruins that mm-hmm. she eventually finds as well. And um she she finds him there repairing the piano. And I wish that there was just in the beginning right. more convert private conversations with them having because it feels intimate. The other thing is like he always is like feels like angry he's been interrupted playing his music what if he shared that music with her what if he said mm-hmm. is there a piece you love and she'd said i love chopin whatever and then she he started playing it for her like all of these things could have been like a tie to yeah, build something intimacy secret between them right something secret <clears throat> between them but not necessarily forbidden. but not sexual not either. forbidden yet you know right. maybe they could have actually had like a sort of friendship before we get into like the finger banging in the library there anybody could catch them right there's in- there are intimacies between people that can build the sexual tension i also you know i also didn't really love that there was the rumor that he had been with the girl Alyssa who killed herself right and i understand that the author's trying to create this air of 
is that Deverell? Yeah, is yeah. that Deverell a he bad the, guy? Is he the villain? Is he the reason why people are disappearing? Right. But <clears throat> what we later learn um, at the end was that he hooked up with Alyssa once, apparently yeah. before he knew that she was a student, and it never happened again. It, well, he, it's not and, even. It's not even toward the end. It's like yeah, toward, I mean, like, like in the middle, thirty percent exactly. And he tells she, her, "No, I went with her. You know, yeah, just I was once. with her once, and it was. I found out she was a student, and that was it." Um, but he also has no problem entering into a relationship with her, like, almost immediately. Right. You know, it just seems like maybe he, he just, like, sees a girl that he likes and he goes after Well, her. that's what I was saying. To me, it was kind of like, I was questioning his morals just because, like, okay, you're, aren't these this rules is the set second in place? This is the second that student been with, you you're know? fucking? Like, yeah. what's happening here? So I would, <laughs> I would have preferred if um, his connection with Corvina, a student, would have been a little bit more special. Right. That it was the know? only one that Alyssa and him were friends. Maybe he was tutoring Alyssa and that was it. And people thought there was something, but there never was, you know? Yeah. And that he was doing her a favor or something. Like, I just, there were, there were things that could, to me would have built the intimacy and chemistry between the characters and the emotional bond yeah that i would have liked to have seen that that's what to me what the sex is a payoff for when i'm reading a romance like i need to feel that emotional bond and not to say that you know there aren't like amazing books that start off with banging uh brand of fire mercy and riley it's one of our our favorites one of our (laughs) go-tos it starts off with banging wonderful It's beautiful, amazing, beautiful but, book. but it's like you can feel the tension even then, even in that moment. You yeah. know, there's a history between these two characters. Yeah, and, and that's what I've known each other for a long time. Yes, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So it's like sense. they were built up a little bit in other books. Yeah, but that's what I don't feel here. I don't I don't feel this like build up. I, and I connection. want. I want the characters to earn yes um i need there to be tension for Mm -hmm. there to be payoff because if there's no tension then it's not technically payoff you're just giving me something that i didn't know that i wanted yeah and maybe i don't want it you know yeah not yet (laughs) yeah not yet um also when she is at the lake like we said, she hears voices. Oh yeah, she hears. She voices. hears another voice though. Yeah, now so she normally, hears a female voice. Yeah, normally she hears Mo, who's who's a who's a male voice. Right. Later on, um, I really like. Uh, we'll get into this later with what kind of Devril's theory, Vad Devril's theory, is about her voice mo and mm-hmm. also the other voices that she hears. But while she's next to the lake, she gets like this sense of like wet decay when yeah. this voice um speaks to her, and it says, "Help me." And like find me, yeah. So it's like very creepy, <clears throat> and I love these vibes. So these are the moments that I was really like, okay, I'm yeah, into like this is she shit. a little psychic? What's happening? <gasps> she's hearing a she's ghost. Hearing the dead ghost. people, yeah. She's, she's hearing the dead people. The yeah, I'm getting like total like sixth soul. sense vibes. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> so like, I I really do like what what Runix creates. Yeah, in I do this too. Aspect of the, the story. setting and the mystery to me was a really big appeal. Of the book. Yep. Yep. And like we said, we hear about the black ball. Everybody's really excited about it, even yeah. though. Oh, they do take a trek into the woods. We didn't mention that. Oh, yeah. The group of. The group. Um, yeah. So Jax wants to lead the group into the woods. And when they go into the woods, first of all, um, they're getting all the creepy vibes and stuff. But and then. And that's where she hears like about the original Slayer's legend. The original legend. Slayer's like, legend that the Slayer's like, basically, they were the ones who did uh, originally like killed all these villagers. Yeah, and like then, the villagers were going missing and there's yeah. like 15 people that eventually went missing. And it was said that they were performing ritual sacrifices. My question is, who knew this? 
<laughs> Who was spreading know? that rumor? <laughs> How did they know that there was ritual sacrifices yeah. Are they being made? Somebody making you this know? up? And or? if there were sacrifices, why weren't the people found? The yeah. people who were being sacrificed. They knew that they were doing sacrifices. Where's the proof? You know? Yeah. Why would you just assume someone who, was doing, Where did this come from? And see, the these things would have been really cool for Corvina to go and find out, like you said, like um, going and finding it in a Instead book, of being in a library, the legends, or some, you know, hidden diary or something. If she discovered yeah. the legends via research yes. or stumbling upon these mysteries. Like that hidden diaries somewhere in the so attic. It would have been so much more fun than the you students just oh being like, God. hey, did you not know the legend of the c- serial killer slayers? That would have been so cool. People? So like she goes up to that place where the, the that hidden, you know, storage room where the piano is. What if there was a trunk in there and there was old diaries in there? You I know, just something. like characters to discover things on page and not be told things. Right. Or it's just, and falls in a, or literally somebody coming to the library, the the slayers are here and she running. Doesn't you know, it's work. Like, she doesn't have to work. She doesn't have to work for the information. Things are just happening. People and... just tell her the information. Yeah, you know. Um, and I wanted there to be a little bit more of an adventure because mm-hmm. going into the woods a couple of times is not quite the adventure that I wanted. Or at least it's a good starting point, but I wish there there was more to it. Right. And in this instance, when the group of friends, Jade, there's not a real journey. Like, you, yeah, you know? there's not a journey. So it's Jack's Jade. Um, Troy. Troy and Corvina. Yeah. And she deliberately leads them leads them away from the uh, the ruins where where Vad where has his with piano. Vad yeah. His she piano. like doesn't. He's got want another piano hidden out there, by the way, under a tarp. Man, these pianos all over the place. <laughs> you just let's just pluck hey, this piano right here. <laughs> Who brought the piano out there? Who's putting pianos all over <laughs> the place? Stop putting pianos everywhere, people. <laughs> So um, she deliberately leads them to the right, and mm-hmm. they stumble upon this, Ooh, this shack. shack, and they see this tall, like extraordinarily shadow. tall shadow silhouette crossing the window. Yeah, and they're also, like, also, it's locked from the outside. From the outside, yeah. And she hears, like, they're kind of wondering, like, should we go explore this this shack? But she hears Moe's voice in her head, being like, mm-hmm. "Turn around, you need to yeah. get out," basically. And so she listens because she's like, "Moe's never led me, never astray, led her wrong." So right. I'm gonna listen she's like no let's go goodbye so they leave okay and that's it they don't tell anybody like hey we saw somebody in a shack in the woods (laughs) um possibly locked in possibly Possibly someone is trapped there and or (laughs) you know the legend of all the disappearances maybe maybe faculty should faculty should go check it out and or call the police yeah also the black ball's coming up but maybe that's not relevant maybe the person hiding out in the woods in the mysterious shack with the lock on it maybe they mean no harm interestingly enough by the time that i was done with this book i had a couple of questions about this instance of them seeing the person in the shack because um later on in the book we we realize we find out that jade who is with them while they discover the shack right is um she is the villain character yeah and um we never really find out what was that shadow because yeah because the it, villain be is one with them. Thing, it would be one thing if Corvina was the only one to see the shadow because – No, we, they all saw him. They well, said, look. That's what I'm saying. It would be one thing if she oh, was the only I one see, to I see, see it. See. Like but, it was her imagination or something. Yes. Right. But everyone saw it. Yeah. So who, who was the shadow? Yeah. Because the only body, body that we find later on has been dead for two years. Yeah. So was fake Jade uh, – did she hire – Did she, well, she couldn't hire somebody. She'd lock him up in the – shack i don't know because they were locked inside yeah i don't know 
Okay. So I'm, is- I have questions. If somebody, if I overlook some something in this book to explain I what know. happened, what? Maybe it's the guy who came to her in the library and said, the Slayers are here. And <gasps> Fake Jade got mad and locked him up. <laughs> yeah. And how did he know the Slayers were here? I don't know. Okay, sorry. I have questions. Um, <clears throat> there's just a, a few things. Yeah, we're still there's questioning. There's a few things that either we overlooked or yeah. has has remained open for reasons. Yeah. Like, the thread is still Maybe not- there's going to be a second book and that's going to be answered. Well, I do know that she wants – she's um, – maybe later on this year, maybe next year, she plans on writing this book called Ar- Arcana. And it's oh. – but it actually happens, like, 150 years ago. Oh. So it's, like, in the past. So I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure – if there's going to be more books to do with, like, the actual disappearances every five years. Because, spoiler alert, we eventually find the original bodies from the original right. killings of the original Slayers that happened, like, 100 years ago. Yeah. Or, like, 90 years ago, whatever. That's Corvina suggests that they uh, drag the lake, the lake. Which they never did before. Yeah. Because every time she hears this voice from, like, the help me stuff... um, from the female voice, the, the mysterious voice, she says she, f- like, uh, feels like she's bogged down. And, like, we get these sort of, like, watery, mildewy f- And she has, like, nightmares of, like, you know, yeah. seeing stuff floating in the water. And she feels yeah. like she should walk into it. And then one time she has a dream about Vad actually holding her down by the ankles at the bottom of the lake. And then she looks up and she sees herself drowning. And so it's, like, lots of, like, symbolism of, of like. Dr- of drowning. Someone's drowning in this lake. <laughs> Y'all, you know? drag the fucking lake. Someone go find the <laughs> damn body. And th- that's that's, I guess, my question. If, like. If the Slayers were caught and, so say, lynched when they were caught, yeah, why did they not search the area for bodies? And if there was a lake right next to it, it seems like a perfect disposal place for bodies. And That's why was most, it not searched before? Yeah, that was actually one of the most common places to dispose of bodies, bodies is in water because they decay fast and can't find them. Yep, exactly. Anyway. Okay. So um, let's talk more about the relationship between Vad and yeah. Corvina. So there's very interestingly on the mountain, there's very little service and nobody really has, she doesn't even own a cell phone, but suddenly she remembers on this particular day, she needs to send a letter out. And um, normally, I guess you send your letter to the administrative building and they eventually bring it down to the village. But she needs to send it on this day. Right. She's got to post it. So yes. it's got to get. So she goes and we never figure out exactly why or what she's sending. Um, but she goes to the administration wing and that overhears her. And he's like, well, I can take her to the village. Right. Of course. The man is like, stay away from me. <laughs> but yet at every opportunity, he's like, he also I see- will volunteer. Yeah. He saw Jax holding her hand too which you know is made little him jealous jelly. he's little yeah. jelly um so he takes her down to the village drops her off at the post office so he drops her off he lets her get the letter and then later on um it's time to go back up to the school well conveniently while they're going up the mountain a storm starts hitting oh snowed in stormed in yeah. i love these kind of situations i do like i do like these situations i just wish that there was a little bit more build up and um he wasn't so hot and cold with her because right. yeah hot and cold is not my thing yeah obviously you don't want to be driving up a mountain in a storm i would freak the fuck out i (laughs) know no 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 no, no, hell no no, no, no. we live in a very flat 
level place. Oh, yes. So we don't even drive in the mountains Y'all, normally. Hills make us nervous. Look, when we went to Tennessee for vacation, just going up the mountain in dry weather made me nervous. <laughs> so speaking of Tennessee, so when we went to our Tennessee vacation, uh-huh. um, lots of like m- my cousins who are all in my age group, we wanted to go into town like at night and stuff and yeah. you know, go have fun or what whatnot. And on the way back we were following our um, GPS and it took us on a different way. Oh, girl. Through the mountains where there was no light. Girl, you never could take the GPS in Tennessee Listen, mountains. listen. Never. So my cousin, my cousin was driving Christian because like we were the oldest and I was like, Christian, you can drive because I don't trust myself. And I was like, it was foggy. There oh, was no light. So like God. you could only see what was illuminated by your car. It was the creepiest fucking thing ever. And I was like, don't wait. He starts slowing down. I was like, don't slow down. What are you doing? I was like, y'all why note are you to slowing self, down on this creepy road? Someone's going to come kill us. Uh, I am telling y'all right now, note to self, do not use your GPS when you're in the mountains of Tennessee. It was awful. Yeah. Okay, so that's, okay, that's, so the that's vibes, what you're imagining. That's the vibes that I got yes. with them going okay. up the mountain. I'm like, totally. absolutely pull over. Right. Right. Okay, yeah. and of course, the second they pull over on this conveniently flat place, I think he said they use it for like a place to turn around because it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's I like mean, a turnaround if, spot I mean, on the halfway if, up the mountain. Exactly. Right. So he stops and immediately he turns off the car and he's like, we're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I mean, he doesn't say it in those words, obviously, you know. Yeah. Um, But, but it's very much implied like, okay – I can't stay away from you anymore, and this is meant to be. I I want to own you and possess you and all all the things. And Corbina yeah. obviously is very attractive. Receptive. To him. <laughs> now Corbina is. She's been sheltered. She is a virgin. She right. Hasn't she been has with anybody literally else. Literally been living in the woods. Like there's been no one else. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, he is a part of her sexual awakening, and um, he is very happy when he learns that he will be her first. And mm-hmm. it is, you know, um, a very like possessive, aggressive first time. And mm-hmm. he he goes hard, and she enjoys it. But also, it's kind of like this will never happen again. And it's it's just I don't love. When it's hot and cold. Yeah. But, like, also, this is the thing. He'll, like, ignore her for a week, and then they meet up again, and then they bang. Right. And so it's, like, they bang, and then Corbina's, like, a week later, and I haven't seen him. We've been avoiding each other. But then they run into each other for the yeah. next scene. So it just seems – it seems to, like – I know that a week is supposed to have passed, but it seems, like, one day he's – banging her the right. next day he's ignoring her and then the next day again that's sort of like again. telling us that time has passed and we're not getting shown yes. you know we're not no, feeling nothing, it nothing not interesting it. is happening in her day-to-day life right besides that and that makes this story a little bit less interesting right you know if we're skipping to the times where she runs into vad and that whole week nothing else interesting yeah. happened like i wish that there was something else going on and i'm just personally not a fan of hot and cold for no reason you know what i mean like he's crossed that line and he obviously crossed it like aggressively yeah you know so why are you holding out you know at this point that's kind of like what i'm thinking while she's in class in mr Deverell's class actually Mm -hmm. she has this bad feeling and she sees like a shadow and she gets spooked and she feels like she needs to follow it so like she gets up in the middle of class and uh vad ends up by following her and he's like what did you see and like she's like i don't want to sound crazy he's like no tell me like he he does want to her to trust him and tell 
the stuff that she yeah. obviously doesn't want to reveal to other people. And she's like, I see a shadow. I don't want you to think I'm crazy, though, because she she does admit that her mom is in a right. um, an institute asi- and yeah. she was she's schizophrenic. Right. So um, she's like, I don't want to be crazy. I don't want to see things, but I have a bad feeling. So they follow it and people are gathered around the tower because Troy is at the top of the tower. Mm-hmm. Troy. Where Alyssa was. Where and Alyssa killed herself. he is just staring into space. People are calling out to him he's paying them no attention yeah he's just like zoned out you know yeah like zombified he's in a trance yes and you know he and uh vad and jacks try to go up there and because everybody's like oh the door's locked to the top we try right. to get up there but he's like there's another way i think to get up there so corvina and jade are down um on the ground and all of a sudden troy looks down at corvina smiles and then jumps off so and she sees a shadow standing over troy and the shadow says um tell my brother and i was like oh my god what the hell yeah so so this just this lends credence to like her actually having having some paranormal psychic abilities or something in the end it's kind of explained devil kind of tells corvina you know, Mo's voice is probably a replacement for your father. And, like, she thinks that – I think that the right. do- the doctor she talks to a lot says it as well. Like, you know, she was missing her father figure because her father f- was also schizophrenic and killed himself. Right. Um, so that he wouldn't hurt his family. And um, that could be, like, you know, her subconscious looking for a father figure. And it was right. Mo giving her guidance, mm-hmm. you know, not leading her astray. And he just is, like – I want you to try to talk to the voices because I really think that it's your subconscious. You've noticed something. Right. It's and your, the like voices almost are like your, your subconscious way of, intuition. Yes, your subconscious of, is talking to you, trying to remind you of something yes, that you've witnessed. You've forgotten. And I kind of really like that. Like, yeah, I kinda really it's like kind of really like that. It's kind of interesting. That element of um, – because they never really find out, like, is she schizophrenic mm-hmm. or – I mean, she was just raised by a schizophrenic. Yeah, or is she and psychic. Isolated you know? And Yeah, exactly. So I thought that that was interesting. But, you know, he says, tell my brother. And later when she asked Jade, like, hey, does he have – a brother yeah he has an older brother it's like how else would she have known that you know right crazy so now we have ajax 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 comes comes to the school yes and she just so happens to run into ajax because she also she needs to call her mom and um because she has she had like a dream about her mom like giving it's like important or whatever and um vad since you know they're fucking um (laughs) on the on the sly gives her like the teacher slip to be able to go use the um phone and the administration wing right she runs into ajax doesn't know at first that this is troy's brother and um she's like basically telling him he wasn't suicidal at all. I hung yeah, out with him Troy, the Yeah, Troy, you know, I met Troy. He was actually kind of like the happy-go-lucky guy. Happy-go-lucky guy. Very sociable mm-hmm. and fun. And she was saying how weird it was, like how he didn't look all there whenever he was up there. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he killed himself. And she's kind of interrupted by Kaylin, who Kaylin is part of the faculty, was one of the persons yeah, she, that Kaylin Chris is the one who, like, brought her to the school or something. Yes, yes. The one that was her point of contact. Right, whatever. her point of contact. Right. And she's very quick to be like, hey um of course it's a tragic accident like nothing untoward is going on type of thing like don't right. talk to him anymore like we we're not under suspicion what <laughs> so, that's like, not suspicious Kaylin. okay Kaylin. <laughs> um anyway and he ends up by telling her like oh you dropped this paper and she didn't drop the paper yeah um and on the paper it says um meet me at the lake at 10 p.m for troy or whatever 
So this is very interesting. So when she meets when she meets Ajax at the lake at 10 p.m. that night, um, we find out that Ajax was actually knows bad. Yes, they were in. They were yeah together, like in that home yep. earlier on. Ajax so they, he's was known one of the guys. Long time, which is interesting because I'm like, was Troy in the? Home I know. Well, I know. We don't really know that, Mm-mm. but um, anyway, but there was apparently a fire that um some of the boys were killed in and um one and she knew that somebody adopted vad but he just says like uh, a man adopted me and showed right. me how to play the piano ajax drops the truth bomb that no it was his real grandfather that yeah. came found him and adopted him yeah and did you not know that the devils own the Ver- school Ver- Ver- like they are the <laughs> owners of this school and she's like what and of course vad has appeared at this point in the woods following her and yeah. um is just kind of like don't tell her stuff um but then she's like you i was so which i understand why corvina is like put out about this she's like i literally showed you my vulnerability i talked about my mom being yeah. schizophrenic i talked about and you, you don't know, talk about anything and you lied by omission type of thing you know, so yeah. they have like this. I don't want to say it's like a lover's tiff, but she just is kind of like, how can I trust you or whatever? <laughs> and um, then they like fuck in the woods or something. So it's all <laughs> fine. Um, yeah. But later on, there is the 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 black ball kind of thing um, that's going on. Where it's somebody after, disappears. It's after the fact that we've actually dragged the lake and we found the fourteen um bodies. We found the fourteen bones at yeah, the bones. at, the, at mm-hmm. the bottom of the lake or whatever. And Corvina hasn't heard voices in like weeks, and so she thinks it's over. Yeah, you know? she thinks it's done. But of course, you know, at the black ball, um, her and Vad are trying to find some private time. They end up in the vault and do some sexy times on the piano or whatever. They've been missing for like two hours, and they hear like screams upstairs so they go back upstairs and they're like unfortunately two students are missing jade and also this other um girl named roy who like kind of oh, was a kinda bitch to her bitch. she was the mean girl yeah but she also like was nice to her at one point because there was a moment when um remember when she was in the bathroom when she heard oh, a mirror breaking and then roy yeah. came to check on her and yeah so, i don't know but anyway. roy is like she's like tough girl hiding her yeah, own yeah, like yeah, pain yeah, yeah. kind of girl exactly you know? so of course, they're like, oh, my God, we need to get to the lake. But they don't tell anybody, really. It's just like Ajax, Vad, and Corvina <laughs> that go to the lake. Yeah. And they decide to split up. <laughs> it's always a good idea. He uh, Ajax goes to the shack. And um, Deverell goes to the hidden, hidden like, mountain uh, tunnels that they end up by discovering. I mean, like, Vad's always known that they were there. Right. And showed Corvina that one time <laughs> um, when after she spent the night. And um, they find – well, she finds Roy face down in the lake. And she can't swim very well, but she jumps in anyway to try to get, um, get her back. Roy, Roy to get up. And, like, this is a very creepy moment, too, which is why I'm kind of like, I wish that there was Ooh. paranormal elements in yeah. it. So remember when they were in the water and she, like, feels like there's something moving under the water? Yes. And it was the vibes that I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's what so creepy. What if something creepy. is in the water? So this is the kind of stuff that really scares me, too. Like, yes. I'm always scared of, like, what's in the water. I don't you like know? water like yeah, this. Like, I need to be able to see. Any kind of, like, like, those things that scare me. They really scare me. I used to have bad dreams about stuff in the water, too. So yeah, it was, like, too. very, like, Ugh! When I have I stress dreams, it's always about sharks getting me in the water. <laughs> um, so Ajax appears to help her and like he even admits to feeling weird things too in the water. He's just right. like I felt a presence in the water. I'm just yeah. like, 
Mm, what was that? Oh, it's cursed me out. But he found a body in the shack, okay? So Ajax yeah. found a body in the shack. Um, Devril is still missing, but they're bringing Roy um, back to, like, the little medical ward that they have at the school. And they're just kind of like, hey, how did you get by the lake? She's like, I don't remember it at all. I just remember being at the Black Ball and needing some air. Yeah. I'm, like, also like, okay, you need some air at the Black Ball, the night where people disappear and you go outside alone. <laughs> These, These guys are, have yes. no self-preservation. Yes. I just want to say that yes. nobody in this book has self-preservation. Right. And Need I need some survival 101 skills. Like buddy system. Buddy. Buddy you system know, works. Girls, don't go pee alone. Like no. you always bring your buddy to the bathroom. Exactly. Like, come on, guys. Anyway. Roy, you needed a buddy to go take some air. Okay. Exactly. And not Jade. <laughs> not Jade. Because <laughs> so Jade's also missing. Um, and when Corvina, she, she's worried about Devril. Ajax basically is like, if he's not back, like those tunnels are very long and stuff. Yeah. If he's not back in an hour, come get me or whatever. And she's Louise. She, and she gets hit on the head. You know, mm-hmm. she's alone at this point. She gets hit on the head, of course. And then she comes to and she's at the top of the tower. And guess who's right there? Jade. Jade. And she can't move because we come to find out that Jade is the granddaughter of there was this woman who claimed to be a witch in the original Slayers group. Right. And it was said that when the people came to find the Slayers, um, um, Vad's the- grandfather was actually leading them. He kind of double-crossed the Slayers because he was a Slayer. And then he led the people <laughs> to come kill the Slayers. And it was said that the witch put a curse on everybody who killed the Slayers. And so they were cursed or whatever. And Jade yeah. is the granddaughter of that witch. She wasn't really a witch. But she knew that there was this tree in the woods that had these leaves that when you crushed them and made them into a fine powder and you would blow like it on a, somebody. Um, hallucinogen, it, hallucinogen. Yeah, and it it, it kind of like it paralyzed people and made them susceptible to suggestion. Yeah. So that's what happened with all the people who were jumping off the towers. And right. Jade wants her and, to jump off the towers. And so right now she's paralyzed. She's paralyzed and she's fighting it. And Jade's just kind of like, huh, I gave you a large dose and you can like, you're aware. You're self-aware right now. That's weird. But also I can still control you. <laughs> I'm not going to worry. Maybe right. maybe I shouldn't blow more dust at you so that I can get you to do my bidding. Like, why would I do that, villain that I am? <laughs> um, I'll just let you re- continue to resist me. Um, but then she says, her master villain plan that she is since she is part of the devil legacy she thinks that she her wants, and vad yeah her and together. vad should be together that's why she killed Alyssa because Alyssa was after vad and now she's yeah. just kind of like i tried to run you away from him but she just wouldn't listen yeah so this chick is just a psycho killer she's just a psycho killer yeah and vad comes up there to rescue her um playing into jade's delusions being like how oh, you did it all for me type of stuff just so that he can get close and right rescue corvina this is also what i find interesting that that he, he shoves her off the sh- tower pushes her off the tower no consequences because at, <laughs> at this point they have an audience people are yeah. down there so he just murdered this chick and no one says anything <laughs> nobody says anything <laughs> because the people down there they don't know what's going on jade right they don't know like, that she's hey, a bad person she's, she's she's about to jump off yeah she's jade's in danger things. like 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 corvina corvina is about to jump off like i don't know what's going on i'm trying to talk her down from the ledge she's trying to act like she's yeah. a good guy but she's not and when vad pushes her over people are not like what the fuck like you know <laughs> i'm like okay so she dies um yeah and uh, Corvina ends up by having kind of like a quote unquote mental break. Well, I would expect so after I all mean, that. After all of that. <laughs> so 
Vad does the the correct thing and gets her help. She ends yeah. up by spending like six months in the uh, institute where her mom. Where her is. mom is, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was actually kind of a good thing where she gets to see her mom again. Right, for a while. exactly. And I I really like the moment where she talks to her mom. We really didn't talk about the fact that Vad actually visited the institute like way before this is how corvina got to the school visited the institute and he was like looking up on he was looking up information about one of the boys who died in the fire because like yeah. for some reason he thought he, he could still be alive he could help him in some way institute, or whatever and then he was i guess he was looking at the people that which and he must a, have seen a picture this is a fucking violation it is a violation of, of uh confidentiality yeah. i just want to let you guys know but he saw corvina's mom's picture and then decides to go visit her because she has purple eyes and yeah, you know prophecy so anyway he meets corvina's mom and corvina's mom is just kind of like oh yeah like she talking to him like he thinks that she is corvina's lover like already yeah and he actually saw corvina at the institute whenever she had checked herself in to be checked out because she's like am i schizophrenic too you know yeah anyway that's the reason why she was at the school that right. was her invitation. Was Vad's like, "Hey, purple eyes, come to my school." <laughs> so I can an old so lady I can told reject me. you yes. and then fuck you. <laughs> yes, yes, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> he brought her there exactly. He was like, I didn't, "Juliet, I didn't even think about that." <laughs> what in the hell? Okay. So then we have our little epilogue. They end up by getting married, and they have stayed away from the school for the past couple of years yeah. because, you know, it's an environment that possibly could trigger future episodes. <laughs> exactly. she trauma. Could, she could. It could trigger. <laughs> you know, um, there's environmental triggers for schizophrenia, and they thought, hey, we should probably avoid the school. Definitely. But then they decide, hey, guess what? I want to have a family, and also, you know, it would be a great place to raise children. The school. At the school where the serial killers have Killed a legend people. and witchcraft and disappearances. And there are hidden pianos everywhere. And also, what happened to all the people who've been disappearing for the past five years? Like, how many people does that make? Yeah. How many people have they not found yet? So I have questions. That's all I'll say. So that wasn't the ones in the lake? No, because they originally killed 15 people. That's right. Like, so those are the ones they found in the lake. At one time. So the other disappearances, we don't know. And we don't know who the man was in the shack. No. Who was locked in there. Nope. Questions. And we want to know who was giving her messages about the Slayers being back in yep. the library. Like, how did What stalker know? is telling her stuff in the library? hmm Okay. So if any of you know these answers to our questions, <laughs> feel free to message us. All right, guys. We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And we look forward to the next one, where we'll be reviewing It Started with a Scandal by Julie Ann Long. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A.